Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome back, everybody, to the Friends in Recovery podcast with Jersey Ed, and I'm your host, Jersey Ed, along with my two co-hosts, Buckeye Bambi and Super Beth. Hi, ladies. How's everything going? Wonderful. Good, so good, full good. from Thursday. You're, yeah. you're me too (laughs) oh god well we'll get into that in a minute but uh um if uh just laughing here forget it um if you'd like to get a hold of us and find out why we're full from thursday you can give us a call at the podcast hotline at 800-989-6504 or email us at helpingfriendsandrecoverypodcast.com and yes, we still are looking for that podcast intern. Jordan, would you be interested in doing an internship? At least send me an email and say no, Jordan. <laughs> Help at friendsofrecoverypodcast.com. So I know I'm not wasting our money on that, on our, on our, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, on our uh, Help at friendsofrecoverypodcast.com. Anyways, um, but uh, <clears throat> so that number and all that information I just gave you guys is seriously just to um, take a minute here is to if you're struggling, if something's going on in your life, if you just want to talk to somebody, um, if you want to email us, maybe your story. Um, the other thing, guys, you can also email us or give us a call at that number, because starting next year, we're going to go back to interviewing people. We're going to go back to to topics uh, shows. We're going to go back to all that stuff. So we're going to need your help on topics, on some stuff that you may want to hear. Um, Maybe you have a guest or maybe you want to be a guest on the show and you don't have to, you know, you just have to be in recovery to come on the show. That's all we are. You know, we're, we're, we're nobodies. We just started a podcast and that's it. So we would love for you guys to give the call to that number or send us an email and we're going to, Bambi's going to start booking everything up right away for January. And we have some really good guests already that we have um, coming on, but we would love to have, um, you know, your, your input in all this excuse me, all this too. So, and also I'd like to thank all the donors who made this show possible. And like last week on the show, um, I just want to let you guys know there, there is costs that go into this show. And, um, you know, we are 501c3. We can send you a receipt. Um, there is all different ways to make donations. Um, Venmo friend, uh, at friends and friends in recovery enterprises under business. There's dollar sign Friends in Recovery on Cash App, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can send the check to Friends in Recovery Enterprises, P.O. Box 1551, Johns Island, South Carolina, 29457. And that'll all be in the show notes also. Um, and Bambi does a wonderful job with the, all those show notes. Thank you, Bambi. So stay, take a, t- take a minute and read those show notes because she, she, she re-listens to this show, guys. She has to hear all this bullshit over again. I do. Do, the, <laughs> do those show notes. So take a look at those show notes. Um, and also don't ask, please, because I'm just going to go through this. Friends of Recovery is part of the FIRE Network. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. FIRE Network. <laughs> Beth, we just we just said you can stay on the show. Oh. <laughs> don't just fuck it down, up Beth. now. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> just kidding. Yes, we are part of the FIRE Network. Um, and uh, we have somebody that's working on our website. So that'll be up and running very soon. And you'll see the FIRE Network on there. Basically, it's um just a bunch of... Um, bunch of podcasters and people in recovery that might have an app or something that they want to kind of, um, you know, kind of put on, on our website and that will be up and running really soon. Today's topic is going to be step 11, the spiritual principles. Yes, that's right. We still have one more week in this month. Drag the fucking thing out, right guys? Jesus. (laughs) And we're going to talk about the spiritual principles. I'm just kidding. I love this. I'm actually going to miss these shows next year, I'll be honest with you, um, because I learned a lot. I'm, I, I learned, learned a real lot. lot, guys. So, and thank you guys for being part of this wonderful journey that I started at the beginning of the year. And 
I couldn't think of um, two better people to finish up the end of the year with than you and um, Buckeye Bambi and Super Beth. I appreciate you guys doing all this. So um, let's see. Literature today, we'll be using Bambi the big book. Beth is going to use it in a big book. And I'm going to be reading just real quick from the step 11, uh, uh, step 11 from the uh, 12 and 12. And I got Rob's handout. And if you don't know what that is, send me an email and I'll tell you what Rob's handout is. So <laughs> Bambi knows what it is. Invaluable. It is invaluable. Valuable. But before we do that, I just want to tell you about some quick meeting updates. Um, don't forget to don't forget our twice daily Zoom AA meetings, um, AA meetings on Zoom. You can find them at our website at friendsandrecoverycommunity.org or we're on on uh, intergroup website, aa-intergroup.org. Um, and Bambi, would you be able to print, put that schedule up in the show notes every week? I can. Absolutely. Right. So you'll find them in the show notes this week. Also um, look for us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram is a really cool app because everybody kind of talks back and forth. I was just talking to somebody about it yesterday, the middle of the night, four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon, there is support on this Telegram app. So search friends and recovery community on Telegram, download the app. If you, if you have it first, if you don't have it and then request to come on to the Telegram app. And it's a lot of fun on there, a lot of good stuff being shared. Um, don't forget to like, like, subscribe and share and give us a five-star review um, and share. Make sure you share the show, guys. Go to your um, go to your groups and start just sending them out to your groups. You know, they'll think you're crazy, but that's okay. I do that every week and they think I'm nuts. So, um, and that is it as far as that goes. Um, sober shout outs. Does anybody have a sober shout out? Oh, I don't. really? I have, I'm the only one with a sober shout out this week. Wow. Yeah. Although Ed, we oh. should probably at least mention, <laughs> you know, we lost a good friend in recovery. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. Why don't you talk about that? And I mean, I'll he was through. just a great guy, Vince. <clears throat> and um, yeah, you know, he was just, he was really um, a very important part of our friends in recovery network. Mm-hmm. I think he had touched all of our hearts and, um, I know that um, today would have been um, their, his, him and his wife's wedding anniversary mm, and his yeah. two young kids. It's just very sad. It touched all of us. Yeah. We found out Vinny R died about a, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And Vinny's been on here since almost day one on our meetings. We're talking about our, you know, the friends recovery meetings. Um, and uh, he was just a big part of our world. Um, I knew him personally and his wife personally. They were wonderful. Well, he was a wonderful person. His wife is still an amazing person. And, uh, you know, my prayers go out to the family. And Vinny was uh, just a great guy. He showed up all the time to all of our um all of our, our friends, our friends, givings and gatherings. I had him um, at my house a tons of times. So he was a good guy. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't know him. Yeah, no, he was a great guy. He, uh, God, and he would always call, he would always come on to meetings in his truck because he would work like late. He was like this high end, high guy, a guy in this high end uh, business, like not construction, not high end business, but he was like this big boss that always had to go out and do like emergency work. And he was always in his truck with his hard hat on and his, you know, that reflective vest that would be shining off of everything. And he was a good guy. And also, um, you know, I also want to recognize one other person who just recently died. I found this out last week, a dear friend of mine up in um, Camden, Maine, um, Dr. Goggins, uh, just a, an amazing, amazing man, amazing doctor in, in this field, in the substance abuse field. Um, he would he would give the shirt off his back for, for anybody in recovery. He was so smart. I mean, this guy was just brilliant. But when you were around him, he, he, he made you feel so comfortable. You know, some of those smart people are like, Oh my God, what kind of words are they using? You know, but that wasn't Dr. Goggins, but you know, he was a super smart man, especially about addiction. And we lost him, I think last week also. Wow. Um, so Dr. Goggins was wonderful. So, uh, you know, we'll, I'll keep, we'll keep everybody in, in well, at least I'll keep everybody in my prayers and their family. So, um, that's it. Oh, no, I do have one shout out. So thank you for that shout out. Um, that, thank you, Bam. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I do have one shout out. I have a really good friend that I met on here on, on our meetings on Friends in Recovery. Um, he actually kind of jump started my my running life because um, I was kind of when COVID hit, I was like, oh, man, I'll start running. But he came on to our meetings. He pushed me to do an ultra marathon. He pushed me to do a um, a calendar run. A calendar run, what that is, is it's um, 
It's you run the mile of the day for 30 days. So day one, you run one, two, three, all the way up to 30. I ran 480 miles that week without Bob M. Yeah, it it was insane. It was insane. Without Bob M, I would have not been able to do that. So Bob, uh, I want to just give you a shout out and, and thank you very much. And I get like I get this book in the mail a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like from Amazon. Stacy's like, stop ordering books. I have books everywhere, like everywhere. I'm like, a <laughs> book junkie, right? and then I'm like, I didn't order that book. I swear, I didn't order that book. So, and it was a kids' book, right? And I'm like, what? Like, why would I even have a kids' book? So, I'm like. I, and I'm sitting on, I'm like, I'm going to send it back because this is not mine. Maybe it's my neighbors, neighbors have kids, whatever. I'm just going to send it back. So I forget to send it back. And I get a text from Bob M. Did you like the book? I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, why did you send me that book? Right. And, and it was, it was a book just about your dreams. And he said, before I started my business, he said, I had this book um, and somebody gave it to me and he said, don't forget your dreams. And that's what this, this little book was about. And I keep it right at my desk. I keep it right here. I look at it all the times and I never forget my dreams where my goals are going to be. So, um, thank you, Bob. And then he sent me two more books, like, like in the last week. And that was a couple of weeks ago, but this one is a good book running past 50. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm 32. What the fuck is he sending this? To me? Okay. So this one's going to go in the garbage. Yes, <laughs> no, just kidding. Senior runners. Did you read that? For senior senior runners. runners? Exactly. Exactly. And I just started this book yesterday. He just sent this, um, Duff McKay, McKinnon, whatever he's from, um, Guns N' Roses. Oh. I got through the first chapter and it's a wild, wild book. Can you imagine the stories that are going to go on through this book in, oh, yeah. uh, with from Guns N' Roses, especially with Axel in the band? Come on. <laughs> so, Duff McKen- McKinnon, um, it's a great book. It's called It's So Easy and Our Other Lies. And it's all about recovery, too. So if you guys want that, we'll put that in the show notes. Um I guess you can get on Amazon and let's see if uh, Duff will come on the show and talk about the book. Maybe so. <laughs> we could we could uh, reach out to him and see. So on that note, we're going to talk about question, question of the week. The question of the week, ladies. Here right. it is. This is a visual question of the week. I love this question of the week. And I did not pick this question because when I show you what I have, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to, you're going to laugh number one. And I just picked it out of just out of the blue. And it's the question is, can you show me your oldest item inside your closet? Can you show me the oldest item inside your closet? And uh, if you guys want to send us a, well, I should say send us a picture of, of whatever it is, or let us know what your oldest item is in your closet on Facebook. Um, it could be a piece of clothing, could be shoes, could be, I don't know, there could be um, an old yearbook in there. I don't know, what whatever. It doesn't have to be clothes. So I'm going to start with Beth because she is, I put her under the gun because she's still, un, she's not unpacked. I think they only packed one box and unpacked one box in two weeks. And it was probably the TV and the remote control. <laughs> That's what I would have unpacked. Yep. Oh so, my God. Okay. So, so I... I have. Okay. So this is the oldest thing I have. It was made. It was, it's homemade by my mom from 1973 or 75. It was 1975. Um, and the only one I have left is my dad's, but cause he passed away and it was in his closet, but my mom, all five of us, um, matching Malmute sweaters because we bred and showed Malmutes. That's beautiful. Your mom made that? Yeah. Holy yep. cow. I don't know that. That is beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So my daughter had 70s day at uh-huh. school. And it's like one of those things that's always in my ready closet. Like it's always in my active closet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never worn it. It's like <laughs> old. It's probably going to disintegrate at some point. Um but it's like one of the few things I have from my childhood that belonged to my dad. Um, and every time I see it, it just brings me oh. good memories. So, yeah, my daughter wore it to school for 70. Oh, like, that is cool. Now. That is way cool. That is way cool. Um, Beth, can you top that? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thanks, That's man. pretty cool. Um, hers is much older, but you know, if I was in my Florida home and I could look in my stuff that's packed there, I probably have older, but this is one that goes with me from home to home. 
not that I'm homeless, but you know, <laughs> from home to home. And it is, of course, from uh, when we won the the uh, the Buckeyes. Championship bowl. Oh, yeah. All right. And so of course Buckeye B has to have an Ohio State thing. But the cool thing about this is it's stolen. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I need to explain that. Yes, okay, you do. So I, I have to now. I, I was at my, the same brother I just got back from his house spending the weekend with. Um, I was cold um, because I had come from Florida, right, to Ohio. And it was like October-ish and we were having a bonfire. And of course I didn't bring, this is in 2004. And I didn't bring any winter clothes with me to Ohio and I was freezing. And he said, well, I'll go get you a sweatshirt, sis. So he brought this down to me. And I'm sure he had full intention because they had just won <laughs> that I should give this back. Bammy <laughs> no. had other intentions. <laughs> I did. And it is the warmest sweatshirt I've ever had. Aww. And I still wear it every season. Well, I love yeah. stories behind things like that. You know, you know, like your brother, that means a lot. And you, Beth, your dad, that means a lot. That, that's so cool. Um, this, I guess my, my thing that I have is kind of from my mom, but um, no, it's not my thong. I was thinking about that, but it's not my thong. <laughs> but yeah, gonna, you told us no underwear. No underwear, yeah, but I have to stand up to show it to you. So here, I'm going to show it to you, and then I'll tell you what it is. Let's see if we can see it. I have to hold it in front of me. See oh, right? look at that. Huh? Look at that, right? It, it's what it is. This is my, uh, can you say, I don't know if you can see it. I have to hold it closer. So what it is, it's my communion outfit. That my mom oh, gave wow. me my communion outfit from second grade, right? Oh my god! I know it's this tiny little thing. I do fit into the jacket, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's um, it means a lot to me, and uh, you know, it's 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 from my mom. And I'm like, well, what am I gonna? I like thinking, like, what am I ever gonna do with this thing? It's never gonna come out of light of day. It's never gonna. Nobody's ever seen. I'm never gonna give it to my kids. My kids never wore it. But actually, I had a purpose today for it. So there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. So that's Jordan, really sweet. Uh, that is like that is sweet. Little Aww. baby head. Like, what are they? Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> maybe we can put pictures of each one of them in the. Uh, I don't know if you can put them in the show notes or not, but maybe we can have Carl put pictures up. Uh, maybe flash them in here somehow. We'll see if he can do that. We'll pay him extra. <laughs> yeah, they'll expect that too. Yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> no, Jordan says my oldest thing in my closet is my first blazer business jacket from J. Crew. I got when I was 23 years old, and I still love it and wear it. Wow, wow, that's super. You still fit in it? That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. The amazing part is she still can wear it. <laughs> I yeah, know, I know. Well, Jordan's 24 years old, lady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. It's we we all have that one special thing, I guess, that we always hang on to. And you know, there's probably if I went through my drawers, you know, a, a special shirt or something. You know, I just you know, I think it was pretty cool. So uh, I actually have my very first Matchbox car somewhere. Oh, do my. you? Yeah, which ironically is a Honda Civic. <laughs> It's a red Honda Civic, although most of the paint is off of it, which is probably lead, which is probably why I am this way. Um, but I can't find it. It's somewhere. I know I saw it in the move, but ironically, the very first car I ever bought when I turned 18 was a 1982 Honda Accord. There you go. There you go. So because yeah. it's because it was uh, put into your head. I think it was. Yeah. See, it's that's what happens. Yeah, Just somebody, a product of my environment. Honda wanted you to buy a car, so they mailed it to your house when they started <laughs> right. when you were young. <laughs> oh, Skyler's here. Good morning, Skyler. Hi, Skyler. And, and Casey, Casey Blake. All right, Casey. Good morning, everybody. Wow. You got a crew this morning. Do yeah, wow. Do. We got like some oldies and goodies and some new people. This is great. John, I'm still waiting for your phone number for the boss. I was gonna give him a call. And let, we could do it right on the air here. Right on the air, I'll call his boss. Tell me he has to watch this show. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, if we had the capability of doing that, believe me, I would be doing that. <laughs> we'll figure out how to hook up a phone to this so we could we would call Skyler or Jordan, right? I can call them on the air and yeah, that would be cool. All right, I'm gonna work on it. Super cool. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's get back, let's get to step eleven. So we're gonna talk about the spiritual principles. 
Um, the spiritual principle of step 11 is spiritual awareness. And I'm going to read step 11 and I'm going to have Bambi read something from the big book. And we're just going to discuss um, step 11, the spiritual principles of it and whatever else we want to discuss today. So step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And the spiritual principle, again, is um, uh spiritual awareness this is where we become aware of of you know other things our lives you know um, other people other people you know being being kind to other people not thinking of ourselves and, <laughs> and you know not telling my wife that i have to go do my fourth and fifth step you know all the time you know this is where we become okay honey i'll cut the grass and then i'll go talk to my sponsor you know <laughs> or vice versa Andy, I'm going to have to cut the grass because I have to go. So, but all kidding aside, you know, um, spiritual awareness is to me is really, really important um, because this is what kind of catapulted my recovery into the next realm, especially for step 12. And we all know what step 12 is, right? Because if I'm not spiritually aware and I'm not, and if I'm not okay with, with other people or even myself or just my spiritual being, I can't jump into step 12, hands down, that will not happen, Right. I could probably, but I would probably do it for selfish reasons, um, for um, reasons that, you know, what are you going to do for me if I do for you type thing? So that's where this step and this uh, this principle really comes in that it, it makes me aware of what I'm doing on this earth, why I'm here and and why my life got turned around. And the next step, I can go help somebody and and have them get the same same feeling I got, the same gift that I got. And not everybody wants to help. That's the other thing. And that's also spiritual awareness because I have to understand I can't help everybody. I can't just walk up to somebody on the street, you need help, you need help. I'm you know slapping people on it. If it was up to me, I'd everybody would be in this program, believe me. But I also have to understand that some people may or may not want this help too. And um that's that's where where the prayer and meditation come in and and I pray for those kind of, you know, those people who, who don't want that. And yes, there are people out there like that. So Bambi, I want you to read um, the spiritual experience on page 567. We, um, we kind of, we, it kind of goes hand in hand with the spiritual awareness. So Absolutely. all yours. Spiritual experience. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James called the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it a God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one needs need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the, are the essentials of recovery, but they are indispensable. 
There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer. Oh, sorry, I had myself on mute. And Herbert Spencer is who? Anybody, Beth, would you know who that is? Oh, you're on mute. You're muted. Sorry, the dog started freaking out. Yeah. Um, I think Herbert Spencer <laughs> was either a writer or a poet. Hold on. Because Beth is our, our resident big book person. Skylar might know who that is also. So, oh, an um, English philosopher. Oh, okay. All right. So he had nothing to do with the 12 steps. No, it was, uh, it definitely was a quote, not from, from, uh, from outside of AA. Yeah. Good, good. Well, what a good quote, right? It is. It, yeah. He also originated he originated the um the term survival of the fittest. Oh really? Which if you think about it, a hundred percent buys into the twelve step concept. Oh yeah. What oh, yeah. being spiritually fit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the survival of the fittest. That's what I was saying. A lot of people do not get this program. So they're not spiritually fit or they're not, you know, survival of the fittest because this disease will get us. This disease will take us over. And yeah. I believe that. And I like what it said here. Um, it said, where the hell did it say? Uh, feel free, ladies, to share. I mean, I, I know I'm, I, I, take, I, I talk a lot, but um, God. Minus Have one. you met me? <laughs> <laughs> talk while I'm trying to figure where it's at. Uh, most most empathetically, so we wish. Herbert Spencer came up with that saying after reading Darwin right? Which is natural selection. And if you think about it, right? And how serendipitous it really is now in 2022 that um, that it's like, you know, survival of the fittest, Darwinism, right? The, the species starts to weed out naturally by generations mm -hmm. um, aspects that do not work. And so if we are the fittest that we can be spiritually, we start to breed into the culture, a more spiritually based population. Mm -hmm. I and, love that. Yes. And, and, it, and like you said, it weeds out the people who, who aren't like-minded that they're going to be, you know, they're, they're, they just can't get this program or they, they don't want to get this program. And it says here, willingness, um, honesty and open-minded are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. And, and that is the, that's the meat and potatoes of our program, willingness, open-mindedness, and honesty, honesty, right? I mean, honesty, if, if I'm not honest with anybody, first of all, I can't get any of these steps, and especially step 11, if I'm not honest with myself. Um, and, you know, step 11, again, like I said, it, it opens up. I think it just opens up a whole new world. I think, you know, like, like it's, I, I hate to use this word, but it's like getting reborn, right? I mean, this, this, mm -hmm. this, this step, because we're able to, first of all, it talks a lot about God meditation. We talked about this last week or the week before, but praying and knowledge and, and the power, the power for us to carry that out. I never had power when I was fucking using guys ever, never, never. The only power I had was to go get my dope and go to the fucking bar. That's the only power I had. Now I have the power to carry the will of God, the prayer, the meditation. I never had that before. Zero. I didn't, I could, I couldn't even comprehend that. The only time I prayed was when I was in a DUI line sitting in yeah. trying to switch cars, God, please, or waiting for the dope man to get there. He's going to show up. Please, prayers. He's going to show up. Yeah. Foxhole prayers and the story, but this step 11 and what you just read, you know, the, the spiritual um, awareness uh, the, of the step and the spiritual experience, I think go hand in hand. And it, it makes me come to a, a higher level in my recovery. Definitely. So ladies, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, I mean, it says it in the big book at, on step, during step 11, that it's like by this point in the process, we've gotten our brains out of hock, mm. right? So God gave us brains to use, right? So we're supposed to get out there by step 11, right? Step nine is where he lets us out of the house to go talk to real people yeah. and do amends. Yeah. Um, and, and then so by step in step 10, we're doing that spot check in step 11, we're supposed to become aware yes. of how we affect the people in our lives. Yes. So if I don't show up, what is the effect on others? If I do show up and I'm an asshole, what is the effect on others, right? Yeah. In hopes that 
we start to become considerate and start to think of somebody other than ourselves. The spiritual awareness. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And like Skylar said, and you just said it too, but Skylar said, we can do our daily 10th step inventory, go over it with our sponsor, then um, use that for the 11th step to meditate on. I love that. Right. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of just thinking all that through and, and asking God for all this power. And I don't mean power to be an asshole or power to rule, but just this power right here, what it says in step 11 is, is just so amazing. Just so amazing. Like, like for me to understand all that and me to be a good, here it is for me to be a good human being to another human being, even if they're being an asshole to me. Right. I have to be I have to be aware of all that. I, there there are times I want to drive people off the road. There are times I want to just scream at my wife. There are times that maybe when somebody gets on the show late, I get pissed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. But but I'm just kidding on that one. <laughs> no, but um, but that's where that this all comes into, because, again, I always say. I'm a good human being. I, I, I have to be a good human being. And I believe this, that's where all this starts because like you said, um, it, it gives us, you know, the, the power to, to carry all this into our daily lives to make us a good human being. Um, let's see. Casey says, prayer is how I talk to God. Meditation is how I listen. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That is very powerful. Very, very powerful. So Bambi, what, what's your thoughts and, and your spiritual awareness, um, you know, kind of like well, you your know, experience was, from a newcomer? Uh, this is a short little chapter, but I love the fact that it, you know, kind of explains because, you know, throughout the book, you do hear these boom, 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 spiritual awakenings, life changes, you know, and that kind of thing. And this kind of goes through and explains that, you know, everybody is different. Everybody has a different path. Everybody, you know, um, because mine didn't happen overnight. Mm. I didn't have one of those um, right away, boom, you know, I'm an alcoholic. I'm starting to pray. I believe in God. And now that's that. But, you know, through work in the program, um, it is so hard for me to do some of the things that I used to do without even being aware, you know, if um, you know, honesty, if, if like something starts to come out of my mouth and I just know that it's not true, mm. I literally can, I feel it and I halt, you know, I, I, it's just amazing. So, you know, when it says, you know, willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials, but you know, those don't come immediately. Everybody has their own journey and their own path. And for me, that is so true, but it's working and I can feel that it's working inside of me because of those little things, you know, mm -hmm. something starts to come out, boom. Yep. Yep. It's like I'm and, zapped. I can't yeah. finish the sentence. <laughs> and I have to agree with you on that because for some reason I, I am lured back to, we were talking about lying before, but lured back to lying for some reason, like it's bred in me. It's it's this thing that I have to be like, and I know I shared this a thousand times on the show, but if somebody said, how far did you run today? Realistically, I ran four miles, but I'm ready to say five miles. What is the difference between four and five miles? And who even really cares, right? Who cares? I right. know, right. I know, but this is the stupid shit that I have to be very aware of because if, if it starts with that, uh, you know, a lie about that. What's the next thing going to be? I'll be home at five. I'm going to be home at six. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll be here and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, it's going to be down a bad, bad fucking road. And I don't mean drinking, just being an asshole because yep. that's what comes first. The drinking yep. doesn't start first. The asshole starts first. And when you can pick up, when you can get step 11, like, um, like Skylar or, or like, um, uh, uh, Casey said, prayers, how I talk to God and meditations, how I listen. If we do that, or if I do that on a daily basis, which I do, it's going to keep me on the right path. Now, will I have the tendency to do to, to what you said, Bambi, to lie? Yeah, of course I'm going to, because I'm number one, a human being. Number two, right. I'm an addict that was bred into me, you know, but I just got to keep on asking for that, you know, that, that spiritual awareness not to do that anymore. So um, it really becomes harder. I mean, I, the no. more you work your program, the the harder it is to do something that just doesn't feel good in your heart. It, it, yeah. A hundred, yeah. 110% Bambi, 110%. Yes. And I think that like, you know, the 11th step is, is very much a daily activity that we're supposed to be doing in the morning. We're supposed to be doing in the evening because you will fall asleep. 
we all fall asleep. We all go dark. We all have rough times. We're all going to get to that place. But if we have that daily check-in, it keeps us tethered in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can tell you, man, like there was a point where I just stopped going to meetings. Mm. But I was still doing my 11th step. I was still in touch with my sisterhood. I was still in touch with my sponsor, but my life got insanely busy and Mm. I call it my children. Mm -hmm. The insanity of toddlers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when my dad died, I got super dark when my dad died. Um, But it's this constant coming back. It's constant moving forward that Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, well, no, no, you're right. Because we, we all, we can't all be perfect. We all can't, you know, there, there is no such thing as perfectionism, right? That's number one. Um, that's a, that's a character defect. That's, that says strictly right in a book, perfectionism. Um, and do, are there times I slid away from the, the program? Of course there are, you know, I'm a human being, but I didn't like the feeling where I was at. Right. I didn't like the feeling where I was at. So I pushed myself to get back into the into the meetings. You know, it took a little bit to figure it out. You know, I'm one of those stubborn people that, um, you know, that that like to live in self-pity. But, you know, I, I, I <laughs> there you go. But I realized that it's it's not a good place to be. So it's not a good place for other human beings to see me at because, it, it, like you said, Beth it, or Bammy, whoever said it directly affects them when I'm in that space and i'm not spiritual i'm not god conscious i'm not any of that you know yeah. and here here in the, here in page um 568 it says um spiritual experience or more religious members call it god conscious i like how they how they give two different aspects of that because the spiritual experience um to me uh, it's god but to somebody else it could be differently and that's what this step is and and there's a lot of god, god stuff in this step and and for somebody who's hopefully at this point at step 11 you're not having problems with god but that's okay if you are that's okay if you are so you have to really um look at this where and it's underlined it's underlined in step 11 on page 96 and the 12 and 12 it says um god, uh, a conscious contact with god underlined as we understand as we understood them okay that is so important because this is where you can fuck things up too i know i know well every step you can go backwards or forward but this is really where it could happen because this is where the growth um spiritually really happens again to take us to the next step and like and like skylar said you know if if you're working your step 10 as she said it in in the in the chat here you know then then you can go into and, and talk to god from from this point of view now People who don't talk to God, they have to talk to somebody else, a higher power, whatever. This could definitely be um, a little touchy. What's your thoughts on this? Um, because spiritual awakening is scary to somebody like that. Spiritual, you know, to somebody, but but everybody deserves a program. Atheist, agnostic, or a believer, everybody, uh, you know, deserves this program. So what's your thoughts on that, ladies? <laughs> They're like, oh, I want to answer agnosticism. That like, what's my thoughts on agnosticism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how if if you if you didn't believe, I didn't believe in God when I got into this program. And if I had started step eleven, I'd be like, fuck you, I'm out of here. I ain't talking about God ever, ever. Because why would my God put me here where I'm at today? Right? Yeah. I. So what does step twelve say? It says, as a result of working yeah. these. It steps, says as right? the result. Yeah. As the result of working yep. these steps. So I didn't have that God conscience for a long time. Mm. I didn't. I was so pissed off at God mm. that He wasn't in my life anywhere. But um, someone pointed out to me, you don't have to have it yet. You you work these steps. And it's going to happen. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. read step 12, you know, is what I was told, you know, as a result of working these steps. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bambi, okay. So, because you're the newcomer here and this is fresh in your mind. And me, I, I can't remember what happened yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> where did you, uh, where did you, I could remember my first marathon time and my fastest marathon time, but I can't remember like when I had my spiritual experience. No, I just kidding. Um, where did that happen? Like, 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 cause there's a lot of God talking in, in, in all the steps and, and how would you, you know, cause I was pissed off at God too. I, I was pissed off at God too, but where did that come in? Like, how did you get that spiritual awareness or God consciousness into your life? How did you accept it slowly or did Light it was it like exactly what this <clears throat> the, uh, that chapter said. It didn't happen for me. It wasn't a spontaneous thing. It like grew within me. So it was slow. I didn't even realize it. You know, I mean, it was happening inside of me and I didn't realize it until, 
you know, for months and months and months, other people noticed it first, exactly what that, that reading said, other people noticed it and would point it out. Wow. You know, you have really changed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and to me, I'm like, I have, you know, I mean, I'm trying to work a good program is what I would say, you know, but then it was like, and then it was more like all of a sudden I realized again, when something started to come out of me that wasn't truthful and it's like no that doesn't feel good anymore mm, yes yeah absolutely so, so it was that's slowly you... and it snuck up on me but it's yeah. there now and it's powerful but it was you know again by the time i got to the 12th step it was there by the time yeah. i worked my 12th step with my sponsor it was there it was there and how about you beth did did it sneak up or was it sometime quick quickly or sometime slowly <laughs> it, you know it's funny i've ebbed and flowed with my faith in recovery mm. Um, I feel like I'm very fortunate. I was not raised with a God in my life. We were Catholic. The last time I was in a church was at my Holy Communion when I was six. Mm. Um, And literally the next time I was in a church with my family was at my father's funeral. And the only reason we did the Catholic, the whole Catholic mass was for my grandmother and for Mm. my grandfather. Like, so I feel like I, I like really got a good start with God that I had a very clean slate. I didn't have a resentment. I was like, what well, is this fucking mm. God you're speaking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But as far as agnosticism, right? So there's a difference between being an atheist and being agnostic. Being mm-hmm. an atheist means that you really do believe that we're just molecules running around mm-hmm. loose in the world. Yeah. Um, and and I have met some true, true atheists, um, but agnostics. And I think that this is something that became very important to me the first time I went through the book. Being agnostic means I do believe in God. And if you're mad at God and say you don't believe in God, like, take a look at that. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, no. Um, but being agnostic is is understanding and believing that there is a God, whatever that definition is for you, um, but you don't believe that they play an active role in your life. And to like to me and what, what I was challenged with and I'm and still agnostic and somewhere in my life, I'm always agnostic, mm-hmm. um, is to admit that I believe in God, but I don't believe he can help me with X. Mm-hmm. So like when my father died, I became completely agnostic in my marriage um, because I felt like he had taken the most important male figure in my life and I wasn't going to let him take my husband. So I took my I took my marriage out of God's hands and five years later almost wound up getting divorced because I choked the shit out of my marriage. Yeah. Um. And for a very long time, I was agnostic in my job. I was like, what does God have to do with my job? Mm. And now having been through some very horrific work lessons over the last 10 years, like I can't imagine my job not relying on God. So, Mm. and then I hit it with parenting too. Like where, where am I at with my parenting? Well, it's my job to parent my children. Mm -hmm. And although I realize they're God's children, and he's just loaning them to me. I thought that I was in charge of like every little aspect mm-hmm. of their existence yeah. Yeah. Um, until they went to preschool and I dropped my son off and I was completely was in touch with him for four yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to challenge that. Like, where is, where's God in this? <clears throat> well, that's where the belief in God comes, I guess, stronger. I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean, you know, dropping your kids off. I had to go almost three months without seeing my kids. So, let uh, me, oh, it was horrible. Probably even longer, but, uh, but due to my drinking, not to anybody else's problems, not to, because it, I blamed it on the courts. I blamed it on everything else. But I knew as I was going through that at the beginning, and this was right at the beginning of my recovery. I knew right right at the beginning because of my Catholic faith and all that, that I have to believe in God because I cannot pick up a drink anymore. I, I believe I'll be honest with you. I, I believe believed in God because I didn't want to drink number one, yep. because, not because for me, because I want to get those kids back. I want them back in my life. That was one of the reasons why I didn't drink for a long time. Right? And most of you guys know my story, you know, I went to the AA meeting and and the old timer was in there and I shared, I want my wife back. I want my kids back. And the old timer said, Ed, shut the fuck up. They're not coming back. That's exactly <laughs> what he said, because I would share that every week at this beginner's meeting. And I guess the old timer just got sick of it. And he told me like it was, you know, you're sitting here complaining year after year after year. I mean, day after day or week after week after week, and they're not coming back, dude. So that's where I really had to like, I was like 
turned on to God immediately because of my Catholic upbringing, obviously with my, my communion suit and all that. But um, there are times that I I'm with you, Beth, like not even, not even agnostic. I can't even say atheist. Cause think about it. What you just said, they believe you said atheists believe that they're going to go back to an atom or a dust or whatever. They are believing in something, right? Yeah. They're believing in something that eventually they're going to go somewhere and nothing's going to mean anything a- a- anymore. So they're probably making the best time of their life on earth <laughs> because they know they're not going to have anything afterwards. That would be my guess. If I was an atheist, like, is that such a bad thing? No, absolutely not. not really. I mean, Sometimes we, I take life for granted, right? I mean, you know, like uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll so, do it. Yep. I'll do it tomorrow. So the two people we we honored at the beginning of this show, I've been meaning to call, right? Been meaning to call those two people for the longest time, and then when you hear they die, you're like, holy shit, what did I do, right? Like life doesn't stick around and wait for people, man. No. It just doesn't, you know. Yeah. And and we have to maybe we can learn something from the the atheist, right? Maybe we can learn, do this shit now and get it done because 100%. you're not going to have time later. You know what? And, and I believe I'm going to have time later. I believe that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, that's my belief. You know, I'll be in heaven. Well, hopefully I'll be in heaven. Um, <laughs> I'm working on that. Um, but, but that, I like that idea, that idea of, you know, kind of living life to its fullest. Wow. And I, and I have to agree with you, Beth, there are times that I take my will back in my, in my faith. There are times I'm like, you know, the pity party, like, oh, yeah, God's going to help me through this one. Yo, yeah, really? Is that really that going to happen? But yes, right. it does. This yeah. time last year, guys, I was in the hospital, right? In the hospital. I had some major stuff going on in my stomach. And and for Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving, almost beginning of December, I was in the hospital. When I got out of the hospital, <clears throat> and again, I and, and I had to, I had to rework my spiritual understanding of my God, you know, my praying, my, my, um, my meditating. I did a lot. I was in a hospital for almost a month last year and that can turn somebody's life around really quickly, turn my life around. Because when I got out, I'm like, I better, uh, I know I believe in God, but I better go to church and I better start stacking up some, uh, some good, uh, you know, some good vibes and some some good, good, uh, some good juju. Cause if I, cause I could have died, I mean, hands down what I had, I, could have died, you know, and I'm like, all right, I better get this shit going. So that also turned around my life. And now I go to church every week. Um, it's not a Catholic church, but I, yeah, Stacey and I go to church every week. We're super involved in the church because of what happened a year ago today. I mean, I'm dead serious. That's wow. exactly why um, we're big and we're big with the church. We we do a lot of um, volunteering our times. So we donate a lot of stuff. Uh, Stacy does a lot of things and, and we're looking to help out more and more and more into this new church that we found. It's called Seacoast Church. Um, cool. Yeah. And it's just, it was just an amazing, it's just like my life is amazing now because of all, because of all these steps, not just step 11, not because, you know, I understand God and I pray and I do all it's because of step one. Let's be serious. Step one is why I'm here. Yeah. And the story, right? Step one is why I'm here. Absolutely. Admitted we're powerless over alcohol and their lives become unmanageable. But at step two, three, my life got better. Step 11, fuck, man, I'm going to church. If, if yeah. you, you told me that 10 years ago in my recovery, I'd be like, no, church is a bunch of crap. They want your money. Um, they want this. They want that. But you know what? I'd be more than happy to give them the money for the for the feelings that I get out of that church every week and, and going in there with my wife and her and I connecting on a spiritual level and not just everyday stuff. I, I look forward to that every fucking week going to that hour, hour mass. Yeah. And um. And it was all because of, I, you know, I could have died, you know, and, and I understand that where, where you kind of, uh, you're in and out of it. And will I get out of it again? I hope not, but no, I'm a human being. I don't know. But at least I know that I have this big book. I have these steps, especially step 11, they pull me through that again, you know, yeah. and, and I, I can talk to God anytime I want. That's what this, this is saying. I can talk to God anytime I want. I can talk to God right now. I can let you guys talk. I can say a prayer. I can listen to God and I can come back and and, and be me again. And I can do it all in a matter of seconds. That's what yeah. it does for me. Yeah. 
So anyways, I'll get off my soapbox stand. <laughs> no, I love it. I think you're 100% right. Like I can go out there. Like one of the things I say to myself is like, and to other people is like, get out there and let's make a beautiful mess. Mm. Like, let's just try some shit. See if it works. If it doesn't, we have a process to clean it up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a process. Yeah. These steps. Yeah, and like Katie that. says, my sponsor says that the whole point of doing the steps is to have a spiritual awakening. Of course, absolutely. It is, you know, hands down, you know, that's what we all look for and not just one spiritual awakening number, numerous spiritual awakenings and all different parts of my life and in my, my church life, in my running life, in my family life, in my relationship life, in my work life, work. I want to be awakened all the time. And that's what this yeah. step helps me understand right. that, right? That's what this step helps me understand. So, oh, God, anyway, that was <laughs> I a good one. I was, that was good. a lot. So, um, guys, we're talking about the um, the principle, the spiritual principle of step eleven. It is um, a having a spiritual, uh, having spiritual awareness, and in this. In this um, handout that Rob gave me, it says a change in personality significant to bring about recovery or a change in our life. Recovery is about change, guys. Yeah. And we can have a spiritual. And like I said, it just doesn't have to be about my recovery. It could be in my my work life. My And, and Beth, you said it. You, you have these spiritual experiences along the way. And I have to remember that. I have to remember that. Um, that I have to keep having these spiritual awakenings or have this spiritual awareness because okay. that's the only way I'm going to grow. That's the only way I'm going to teach somebody what I know, because eventually somebody's going to come asking me for some help. And what, what is it when the hand of AA reaches out, I'm there, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the saying? And if I, and if I don't reach out, I'm doing disservice to, to myself, to that person who's reaching out and to my program that got me where I'm at today. So yeah, 100%. Ladies, any um before we close here and um any final thoughts about the spiritual awareness, the principle of step eleven, anything that you guys want to talk about? I'm good. We go. I'm good. Like we covered it. I yeah, know. It was a good one. It was a good one, ladies. That was uh, excellent. So um I want to thank you guys for a great show. Thank you, everybody, on Facebook Live. We appreciate you coming in. Maybe we should do the show a lot earlier. We're getting a lot more people. So. Right. <laughs> um, next month, it starts step 12. So, guys, be prepared for that. Everybody in, uh, here listening, we're going we're gonna to talk about step 12. And real quick, again, I do want you guys to reach out to me, if you can, or Bambi or Beth, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you want to be... Um, if you want, if you have any topics you want to talk about, or if you have a great guest, please let us know because that's going to start at the beginning of the year next year. We're almost done with all the steps. So um, uh, thank you guys for everything. And thank you for the wonderful accolades there. Great show. Jordan says, uh, Beth, thank you for the cast. Um, we do this because of you guys. Number one, um, I shouldn't speak for the ladies, but, um, and that's what keeps me motivated because, the reason why I do this is because the stuff that I learned, I want to pass on to everybody else. Yeah. Some, of you, some of you may or may not know this stuff. And I learn as we, I, I really learn as we go through this show. I learn from you, from you guys. I really do. Same. And um, it, it's just amazing. So I am blessed today. My higher power has got me to where I'm at. And um, it was a great show. And we'll keep it going, guys. Stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 